Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the More Money Show comes in. If you're ready to have more money, create more freedom and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Park. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Money. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and right now on the podcast, we are doing story time, which if you listened last week is uh, something that Michelle, who you've heard on the show, it's actually how we connected, and I just loved it. I loved, you know, where you can just sit there and be and soak up. Uh, what you're hearing. And so that's what I'm going to do for the next, I think I'm going to read the next uh, about nine weeks or eight weeks now because we're two weeks in. So today we're reading chapter three. You're going to hear chapter three of my latest book, Change Your Money Story, uh, which is Would More Money Fix Everything, which is a huge question. Everyone it's not a question actually everybody has. Most people I come across, they think more money will fix everything. So we're going to answer that question. And then chapter four is how is your money story created, which I love to talk about because I truly believe and what as I have learned over the past almost five years, it's getting so close to my anniversary of leaving my job. I'm so excited about that. You know, as I have coached on this topic for the last five years, I've really learned and I've really seen how if you don't identify and you don't consciously choose the money story that you want to have, then you you get one by default, right? Whether, and we'll, we'll talk about how you get it today. I'm not going to go into that, but so we are reading Change Your Money Story, which if you want to get the book for yourself, I know I like to have a book that I love to you know, write notes and like refer back to, and or just open up randomly every now and then, and you know, get some inspiration or just read the one line I need to get myself back on track. I actually do that with my own books as well, uh, mostly with my own books. Um, I'll just read and I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's just what I needed to remember today, right? Just that little shift. So you can get the book at changeyourmoneystorybook.com. There is a small investment for that, and you are worth it. So grab it if you would like to have it. I am super excited today uh, for a lot of reasons. One, getting to do a uh, read change your money story, but two, I'm I'm prepping for an awesome weekend. So I have a bachelorette party of happier with my friends, and I'm going to the mountains to teach a group of women about changing their money story so that they can grow their business. So I'm super excited to be doing that and uh, more update on that, you know, as it unfolds, but I'm excited about that experience to be with, with women who've said yes to themselves and who want to start a business or who have started a business and are growing that business and are ready to take it to the next level. So I'm super excited about that. And just excited about all the awesome stuff that's going on in my client's life. But I want to jump into, into this story today. So this may or may not be a shorter podcast because I just want to do these two stories today or these two chapters today. And then we will finish out the book next week. And then we will start on Manifest 10K, which if you are listening, this is the book I'd start with. If you are new to the podcast, first of all, I want to say welcome. Second of all, I want to say this isn't always what I do. I do a variety of things because I like to change things up. And I like to do what feels inspired to me versus what everybody else says to do. So that's what I do. 
whatever feels good to me, I know is going to resonate with who it's supposed to resonate with. And I know that some of my listeners are going to be my lifelong fans and some of my listeners are going to turn into clients. And some of my listeners are going to listen for a couple episodes and they're going to get what they need to move on to something else. And so I'm not trying to serve everybody. I'm trying to serve the people that are wanting to be served today and who I'm supposed to serve and inspire and open up to new possibilities in this moment. And so the inspiration hit to do story time and that's what I'm doing. And if you are a new listener, I just want to say go back through and uh, there's a variety of things that we do on this show. So I've also interviewed tons of my clients about manifesting more money. Uh, We're in the middle of the year of growth, the first year of growth series, which is awesome. And I'm also excited because you guys, I'm, I'm recording next year's, I have been recording for nine months, I think. Uh, next year's year of growth series. So you are going to get to hear back to back the growth of people that are working with me and changing their money story, writing uh, their dream scripts and living into them very quickly. And you'll get to hear like what challenges they came upon and, and how, you know, coaching, you know, which might, you know, be exactly what you need uh, to move to the next level. So I'm excited about that. And that starts in 2019. I'm calling it a positive reality podcast because you're going to get to hear all of these amazing positive things that are happening in people's life, which if you followed me for any length of time is what I call belief amping. Every time you listen to somebody's story about how they changed, how they grew, how more money is coming into their life, how they are even more awesome than they were a year ago or a month ago or six months ago, you are telling your brain this is possible and you are making the path easier for yourself. The more you soak up, you know, all these stories of what is possible, you're really changing your brain. And I will, I'll actually give that credit. You know, I think that's what for me, you know, being financially independent, it was going to a, um, it wasn't a workshop, like a seminar, a big, big live event uh, that was all about, um, not having to go to work, right? It's all about being financially independent. And all of these ways, this whole thing was all of these ways that you could become financially independent. And that changed me because I knew there were so many possibilities on the table. Just even, I didn't invest in any of the ways, right? But what I did is let it change my brain to say, there, this is possible. What I want is possible. And there's so many ways it can happen. And so the more you listen to stories, like that's what you're doing with your brain. And that's the easiest way to change and get what you want. It's the easiest way to lay the foundation of that is really to just be open because it takes your brain defenses down. So I'm excited about 2019 because I get to give that to you guys. And also it's so fun to, I love growth. That's just who I am. I love growth and I love possibility almost more than anything I think in my life. And, um, uh, you know, people aside. I love the people in my life, obviously more than that. But next in line is really growth and possibility. I love to see growth and I love to expose others to what is possible. Because just like this book, I know that when you change your money story, everything changes. And when you open up to what is possible, when you see what's possible, everything changes. And that's just, that's my juice. That's what I love. So that's what's coming up. And that's to say, if this is the first show you're listening to, go back and check out a couple episodes because we do a lot of different things on this show. In the beginning, it was just me teaching and talking about how I used inspired action to grow my business. 
you know, then we went into client success stories and I've, you know, done a couple other things and now it's story time. So let's pick up chapter three, change your money story. If you want the book again, you can go to change your money story but let's answer the question. Would more money fix everything? Everyone thinks more money is the answer. It's the answer to your money problems, your marital problems, your health problems, and your overall happiness. But is it? You only have to look to the percentage of people who lose their large sudden game of money to figure out more money is not the answer. According to the National Endowment for Financial Education, the number is 70%. That means almost three quarters of the people who receive a large financial windfall lose it all. And many of them end up worse off than before their windfall. This statistic pretty much shows that more money isn't the magic answer for your money problems. This is because the amount of money isn't the problem. It's the story that is being told inside your head day in and day out that drives your decisions. Studies show the amount of people feel the amount of money people feel they need to be happy varies, which means there is no specific level at which more money means more happiness. It also varies by where you live. I've seen a range of 50,000 to 100,000 is the cap for increased happiness. That means that there is no marked difference in happiness once you cross these levels of income. You can do a search for amount of money that makes you happy if you wanna see some of the studies for yourself. So why does everyone assume that more money will fix their problems and make them happier? Because it seems like the logical answer. You can see $10,000 on a bank statement or paycheck. There is no line in online banking for money leaks due to faulty money story with a number next to it. The money leaks caused by your money story are harder to see. Sometimes it's a slow trickle like buying a new shirt that you don't really love and are never going to wear. It can also be bigger, like needing a new water heater. But since that is necessary for warm showers, it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with your money story. Remember Michelle, whose money story was survival? She was a single mom who struggled, which perpetrated, perpetuated, sorry, <laughs> her story of survival. It makes sense to think that when she got married to a partner with a six-figure income, had a new car that was paid in cash and a great house, that her money story would have improved, right? She had more money, and she definitely wasn't struggling to survive like she had been previously. But the amount of money didn't fix her story. The story you read in the last chapter about Michelle's business and making less money when she thought she had a great idea to make more happened when she was no longer a single mom struggling to survive. She had much more money in her life, yet she created a situation where she was exhausted and struggling with money because that was her story. And when you aren't conscious of your money story, you continue to make it play out no matter how much money you have. Maggie is another client of mine who you heard about in the last chapter and another example of how more money doesn't fix your money story. Maggie's money story was just enough. So in the past, when something broke, the money would magically show up to fix it. If more money showed up in her life, something bigger would show up to spend it on. Life was okay, but there was always just enough. That's what happens when your money story is just enough. In Maggie's case, when she received a more than $50,000 inheritance, she didn't get to use any of it for an awesome vacation or to buy something she'd always wanted. That's because her money story took over and she ended up spending all the money to move across the country to recover from an illness. Your money story has more of an impact on your life than you might currently be aware of. it does. 
your money story plays out the same at 30,000 as it does at 300,000 and even 3 million. You can read about millionaires losing their money and there are shows on TV about big ticket toys getting repossessed because money stories play out at all different amounts. More money doesn't fix your money story because the thoughts and beliefs in the story are what is broken. It's very possible you've experienced something like this in your own life. Have you ever gotten a raise and thought it was going to change your end of month struggles, but it didn't? Or refinanced your house to lower your payment with the intention of putting money aside to buy a new car in cash? Maybe you received a big sum of money and can't figure out where it all went. It's like it vanished. These are all the result of your money story driving your financial situation without you even being aware it's happening. You have the best of intentions, but your money story overrides them. While your money, while more money won't fix your money story, fixing your money story can make your experience of money different in many ways. Changing your money story can draw more money to you. Help money help money flow in and out better. Decrease the stress you feel about money and increase the time and energy you have in your life. Having a better money story can also increase the happiness you feel in your life. In chapter seven, which I'll read to you next week, I will tell you about some of my clients who have changed their money stories and how their experience of money has changed as a result. Now, if you're driving, come back to this later. But before we move on to the next chapter, I'm going to tell you where I'm going to tell you how your money story was created. I want you to write down the following when it's safe. A time more money showed up in your life and you thought things are going to change, but they stayed the same. Think about it. Chapter four, how was your money story created? Now that you've identified your money story, and if you didn't hear chapters one and two, you can go back to episode 134. Let's talk about how it was created. If you felt any blame or judgment when you identified your money story or your money experiences tied to your money story, you can let that go. Seriously, there is no reason to carry that around and it won't help you write a new money story. I'm giving you permission right now or by the end of the chapter to let yourself off the hook so that you can start writing a new, more powerful money story. Unless you were taught how to consciously write a positive money story based on the outcomes you want for your life, you picked up your money story by default. It was created as a combination of your parents' money stories, how they behaved around and about money as you were growing up, how people who were important to you talked about money, and things you picked up from society. Most people don't choose their money stories consciously, so thoughts and beliefs just get passed on through conversation, and eventually they start to stick. If you were raised by a single mom whose story is survival, it's possible your story is survival. It's also possible that you wanted to be different, and in trying to do that, you created the story Money Chaser. Maggie, former Money Story Just Enough, once shared in an interview that after going through my money manifesting course, Manifest 10K, she remembered her stepdad counting out money to put in envelopes to pay for things. There was always just enough, never less and never extra extra. Thankfully, Maggie has written a new story, more about that in chapter seven. So she isn't passing the just enough story onto her son. Michelle, former money story survival, was raised by a single mom and then became a single mom who struggled with money. She watched her mom struggle to survive. And then when she became a single mom, she experienced the same thing. Michelle is also passing on a different money story to her daughter. You'll hear more about that in chapter seven. 
In an interview, Rekka, whom I'll tell you about more in chapter seven, created the belief that she was bad with money because growing up, it was taboo to talk about. Sarah grew up in a home where her mom struggled, so she decided she should hoard money. In Jenny's house, they never knew if there would be enough to eat, so she started taking on jobs to get her the things she needed, like clothes. No one chooses a money story that doesn't support them. It happens because money is part of your everyday life, and the thoughts, feelings, and beliefs you had about money when you were growing up became enmeshed in a story that continues to play out until you consciously decide to write a new one. As we close for today, uh, you have a little more homework for next week. Of course, do this when it is safe. Um, I want you to write down three things you want to be true in your new money story. Thanks for tuning in to Storytime. This week, we are reading Change Your Money Story, which if you want a copy, you can go to changeyourmoneystorybook.com. Come back next week, and I will read chapters five, six, and seven. We are going to start with chapter five, pull out a blank page, how to write a new money story. I'm Cassie Parks. You can connect with me more at cassieparks.com. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us on The More Money Show. To learn how to identify your current money story, go to identifyyourmoneystory.com.